Read a mail. For the month of June. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square, the place with a podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you lucky monthly reader mail of June. <laughs> I don't remember how I do those in these. <laughs> yeah, I don't lucky, remember either. Lucky reader mail episode for June, I guess. That doesn't matter. Uh, we are Triangle Square, the place with a podcast. If you are, we always say that on here, but if you're just now finding us for some crazy reason, we probably suggest that you go watch some episodes and... See if you like who we are as people, because uh, the whole point of these episodes is to just give you the dirty deets of the things that we... Uh, I mean, I, I guess the the point of the entire podcast is to give our opinion on things, to be fair. This is to but personalize But these us. are more personal questions that don't necessarily have to do with gaming if they don't want to be. Uh, but this is our monthly reader mail uh, episode, and it's for the month of June, even though it's, this is July, because we take all the ones that we did not answer from the previous month during the uh, course of the normal episode, and we compile them together and then do an episode that releases on the first Friday of every month. Uh, so you'll always get the questions from the previous month answered at the beginning of the <coughs> following month if you did not get them answered in the episode. Uh, that said, you can usually find us uh, on YouTube in video format every Monday at 10 a.m. PST nope. and 12. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sh- yeah. Shun me out of 12 here. 12 p.m. CST. I was thinking about Saw uh, Plays in my head for a second. <laughs> I know it's 10 a.m. Central, but no, Saw Plays is done. If you've been keeping up with us uh, and have not subscribed yet, consider doing so. This is your first time finding us and you like what we're doing. Uh, subscribe. We have a new episode at least every... We have a new video, which is normally our episode up at least every week. And then Saul has been doing his Let's Play series, which I think he may be doing a small break on yeah, before his I'm next one. I'm trying to one. decide what game I want to do. And then, of course, there are tons of games coming out in the next like three months so yeah so if you're a let's gonna... player or if you like to watch let's plays i guess i should say uh you should come get personal come check me. out those uh and uh if you want to you can also find us on podcast services the majority of them if you listen to us on itunes consider giving us a rating helps people get uh helps get our name up there helps people see us a little bit more uh and leave a review helps us know what you want from the show and of course that doesn't mean we're going to do every single thing that we get but we like seeing the suggestions and it of course lets us know how we're doing that said well, I was going to say, in our Discord, speaking of Discord in the description, somebody brought up a good point that we always have like 45 views and it's all of us and friends and we only get like 10 likes. What are you doing, people? You're slacking. It takes a second to get that little like button. It, <laughs> it helps our ego. It makes us feel better. And hey, we may find new people because of that. Th- that so. That's the best part, actually. I love it. Yeah, if you watch us on there, I mean, might as well just hit the like button. But I if love... If you like it. If you don't like the episode, On our Discord, the, there's, a, there's a fake soul. Uh, there's an imposter. Which... which it's funny because have you noticed how he spells my name? Yes, it's soy. S- yeah, S O I. Yeah, it's because you're a soy boy, I assume. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which is ironic because he's calling himself a soy boy at that point. That is true. But anyway, I yeah, think Saul said that uh, smash that like button because it helps his self esteem and also that Saul <laughs> should listen to, le- to less emo music. I um, mean, since oh, actually, I think since, that was Liam. Since 2008, that's been a thing, but there's still, you know, Silverstein and Hawthorne in there. So. If you want to be part of those conversations, though, you can go join our Discord. We always have it linked into the description of these videos and, of course, in the description of the podcast as well if you listen on podcast services. Uh, last thing I'll mention is that the show was always free. Like I said, if this is your first time joining us, it's always been free. Um, if you want to help support us, we would de- surely appreciate it. Um, this goes towards helping keep the show afloat in small ways, but you don't have to. Uh, but you can find us on Patreon. Anything, even a dollar helps. I mean, dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever you got, doesn't matter. But so, with that said, and when you join our dank Discord, you get a colored name. Our dank Discord. 
Oh, God. Yeah, you do get a color name if you are a patron. Uh, but that said, Saul, we have some reader mail. Let's get into this mess. Yes, sir. So for those that don't know, and if you listen to the episode weekly, you do know, uh, every Friday and Wednesday we put up a reader mail tweet on Triangle Squared uh, on our Twitter over there on Triangle SQRD. And then we have a Facebook page as well. So search us up on Facebook and uh, follow us on Twitter and ask us questions. We don't care if you ask us a question every single week, every single time you see one of these pop up, because we answer the three on the show, and then, of course, we get to them all in this episode, so we leave none ignored. Our very first question comes from Ryan. He says, if you guys could be an NPC quest giver in a game, what game would you want to be in, and what kind of quest would you give? Great question. I would be in Skyrim. I would have you fetch me 300 sweet rolls. Oh, God. I'm going to make it hard, but it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. Well, you know, it's not that hard because definitely if you're playing on computer, right? Console command, 300 sweet rolls, bam. I can taste them fake sweet rolls. <laughs> I know. I know. The real... quest system gets so smart that it knows if you've used console commands. I know. Yeah, I'll say I know. I know how they taste. Well, they you're taste. going above and beyond the rest of the NPCs in that game, though. See, that's unfair then. The rest of them can't tell if you've got the items through legit ways or not. Uh, but that's okay. I guess you can also enforce the sweet roll, the sweet roll patrol, uh, who comes through and makes sure that all the sweet rolls are legitimate and cooked by the denizens of, of Skyrim. That's a pretty good one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my classic. I'm going to be RuneScape. That's going to be where I'm at. Uh, that'd be my game. The type of quest I would give, I would be a guild leader. I would be, I want to say I'm going to be in the, Ooh, I'm trying to think of the best one. Or the one I would like to be in the most. Thieves Guild. No, because uh, I'm trying to even remember. I think it's the Heroes Guild is uh, the one I'm really thinking of. Because there's a Champions Guild and all that. But these are ones you roll through when you do specific quests like uh, Dragon Slayer and stuff, which is the final, uh, or was for the longest time, the final uh, free-to-play quest that you do before you would inevitably move into member if you wanted to keep playing the game and enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I love that game, so... It's funny. They actually, there's somebody shared a uh, thing about it in the Facebook group uh, about the original uh, RuneScape Classic, which is the very first version of the game that came out in like 2000 or so. Uh, and I, of course, I didn't spend as much time on that one as I did the actual like 2004 and up, which is RuneScape 2 for the longest time, is what it was officially called. Now they're on RuneScape 3 still, I think. Uh, but man, great times. I love that game. So that would be definitely mine. Thanks, Ryan. Good question. Very good question. All right, next one's going to come from Facebook. Uh, so if you do not know, we do have a Facebook group, Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast. You can find us. If you do not uh, want to deal with the hecticness of Discord and don't like the quick, rapid-fire iteration of the con of the conversations, or if you're not much of a Twitter person, you can still find us on there, interact with us, let us know your thoughts on what we're talking about in the show, things that you would... Uh, that Share your feelings with what we're talking about in the main topics, or ask us questions there. Um Let's see. This one is going to be from Mr. Blake. It says, what's a game you revisit very often? Not necessarily play from beginning to end, but just revisit here and there. That's a good question. Oh, yeah. See, because for the longest time, my answer was Kingdom Hearts, the first one. Now, part of that came from, uh, and it was specifically on PS2, part of that came from the fact that I did not have enough money early on, even when I first got a PlayStation 3, to be able to get every single game. So part of the way that I handled that was in downtime where I didn't have brand new games coming along, I would just go about doing 
uh, I'm like, okay, it's time to do my normal playthrough of Kingdom Hearts. Uh, and I would just play through, and I would actually normally beat it. I played it every year for about seven years straight before I kind of got off that wagon because I actually started having money to play games at launch, and I was doing a lot more of that. Um, but yeah, I would normally yearly play through Kingdom Hearts 1 and at least bi-yearly Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay, but, that, that makes sense. See, I, I, I've been the same with The Last of Us for a couple years now. Uh, sure. But I haven't played in the last year. Uh, Nier has taken that spot of a game I'm going to play during the holiday seasons as kind of like a Christmas game. And then uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I've gone to back and forth with that game like four times. So at this point, I just keep my subscription active in case I want to go back. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can really think of that I've gone away from and really come back to uh, recently. Uh, because, I mean, like I will technically often... Technically, Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, and I mean, that, that comes back in because I am playing it again right now. Uh, I'm trying to think of more. I mean, like, I normally, now not as often as Kingdom Hearts, but I have rolled through the Sly Cooper games more times than I care to admit, even though I have them platinum. Very good games. Love them. Sly Cooper 2. In my top 20 list that we did, plug in the Discord again. If you want to be part of the Discord, we also need to start trying to do these things for the Facebook. We will get better at that. But we have a... What I'm going to rename when we do the new tab will be our community topic, uh, our community involvement thread, which will be any of the things that the community drives, because this was completely community-driven, the 20 games, top 20, and everybody gave a list of their top 20 games okay. ever. Uh, now, you're talking about Facebook or Discord? Discord, but we can start doing that kind of stuff on Facebook, too, as we get enough people to uh, make that worth uh, the time and have, uh, you know, the, the lucky thing is that we have a lot of people that help us do these things. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everybody in the community for giving yeah. the top 20, and uh, anybody who hasn't yet wants to hop over there and do it. Uh, we are keeping a log of it, and we will post to the Twitter and the Facebook uh, and, you know, kind of do our general community list and kind of throw them out there. Well, but go ahead, Saul, next question. Sure. I'm going to ask you a question though, real quick. That doesn't say start recording on OBS, does it? No. Okay, so stop. Yeah. That tells you how bad my eyes are. I'm like, no, OBS just screwed us again. And that's why you wear glasses. And this is why I wear. I need new glasses. <laughs> Second question from Twitter comes from Josh. He says, is there any older games you want to see either a reboot or a new entry in? Uh, that question got kind of answered for me in the terms of E3 uh, with Devil May Cry 5. Huh. We got Kingdom Hearts 3 coming. Um, in terms of a reboot, hmm, I don't really know. Near the first one? Like, not a reboot, but a re like a, a remake. remaster or a remake. Yeah, no, great, great one. I'm going to go a little different because that's normally my answer, right? And, you know, that or Final Fantasy. Um, what was it? Reboot or, re or or new entry? Was that really what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to say a reboot, uh, and it's a series that we've not seen in a long time that I love and I feel like could be really cool, and it would be awesome to see a new entry. I think I've talked about it loosely before when given a similar question. I mean, very early on in the podcast, but uh, the Soul Reaver series? Oh, yeah. uh, so Legacy of Cain, specifically coming back with Soul Reaver, though. I thought Legacy of Cain games were okay, but I thought the Soul Reaver 1 and 2 were really good. Um, so I'm going to say that. That's that's where I am. I think that the original games had really cool ideas in terms of the way that they handled puzzle, puzzle solving and whatnot in the old times and like going between different realms. And I think being able to show that off, mechanically you could do some cool stuff with it current, like you because know, there hasn't been a new one since, I, I would say, PS1, right? May, I think 2 may have been on PS2, but it was a cross-gen game, if nothing else, because okay. it was on Dreamcast as well. So, yeah, I mean, being able to see that with current-gen technology and then being able to have them iterate on some of the mechanics in a weird way but also introduce new ones, PS2. I think it would be really cool. So, yeah, Soul Reaver. Sure. Now, do you want to go ahead and with a Facebook question? or uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's see. 
Uh, this is a good one. These are fun because you don't typically pay attention to Twitter questions, and I don't know the Facebook questions, so it's like we're, we're both getting surprised with each sure. question. <laughs> All right. Uh, Josh, Mr. Drago over here, says, which power-up would you use in your everyday life? Any power-up? Flying. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to think. Like, you know, I'm wanting to go a little more traditional with actual power-up. Like, in my mind, when I think of it in the game, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is something that's a power-up, right? Um, and, okay. double Tanuki tail. Okay, okay. <laughs> I could see Cause, that. Because my first thing was, like, stopping time, which technically te- technically you can use, you know, stop time from Final Fantasy and Game Art Series. Stop, right, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think flying would be a cool power-up to have. Yeah, and Just, I could see as that. As long as it doesn't wear off, because if it's my mid-flight. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a good way to do power-ups, too, right? And, I mean, my my mind goes towards Bomberman Ultra, because I played so much of that, and it's and they're actually, you know, they it's like, power up. And I think it's just literally the wording in my mind yeah. is killing me. So I'm wanting to do something like that. And there's there's speed boost on there where you can get super fast and it's incredibly hectic and fun. Uh, I love that game so much. I really wish the new one would have been as good. Uh, I wish we would have just gotten a new Bomberman Ultra. Um, that said, I'm, I'm going to go classic. I'm going to say most classic as there is uh, double jump. Okay. Yeah. And that's and I use that as a power up because specifically you get it as a power up in Crash Bandicoot Three Warped. Yeah. Uh, when you defeat a boss and every boss at the end of the sections gives you a new power up that you actually have to go get and then like you can use it for the rest of the game. Uh, double jump. I think that's a classic. And I'm <laughs> yes. gonna fall out of the sky when my Tanuki tail wears off. <laughs> yes. So. Let's see another question from Twitter. We have what game announcement with a with a this year date would surprise you and excite you the most from good old Shoko. God. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and say mine's already been answered on this one, too, in a weird way, with Octopath. I, I was not expecting it to get it this year, let alone um, next month, or this month, technically, I mean. Because, like, it's, it's from a week from tomorrow. So, or today, I guess, technically, when the show comes out. So, yeah, I was expecting, you know, it, it, very, very Q4 2018, Q1 to 2 2019, just because people were still speculating that Octopath wasn't its real name. So, yeah, like a working title. Yeah. And I actually, for a little bit, I had the same thing because it's an odd it's name. It's a very weird name. But at the same time, you know, games are getting to a point where there's so many IPs out there that the names are kind of crazy to come up with something original anyway. Yeah. So why not just roll? And um, mobile games are especially bad at that, too. You, yeah, and there you was get another. Like 100 mobile games with similar names. There was another game recently that ended up. Be, that, I, or that I read of, at least recently, where it was a, oh, this was its working title, but then we just ended up using it as the title. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was, but I thought that was interesting. Octo, Octopath is kind of cool, though, because of the eight characters, each of their names starts with one of the letters in Octopath. Really? That's yep. cool. So. Yeah, that's little, I mean, and of course, there. Octopath, eight paths. Yeah, so you're eight following characters. eight characters. That's cool. Eight characters in the name. Interesting thing. Well, we're gonna go ahead and let's sprinkle one of these else beeps in here. And oh, actually, we well, say, okay. We you, talked about you this. Didn't answer your question though. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, you're ignoring Shoko. How no, dare, I didn't. I didn't. Bloodborne two. I think would be the thing that would actively make me go, "What the hell?" Because right now he's saying new announcement, right? Yeah. Okay, so straight up new announcement. We don't know that Bloodborne 2 is coming by any real standard. We've not been announced at all. If they announced it and gave it a this year release date. Well, he didn't say new. He just said what game announcement. Okay. But But, yeah, I see where you're coming from because that would blow my pants off. I'm still going to say Bloodborne 2. I think that that's the right answer. Yeah, I I, I agree. That would blow my pants off. Okay, another one, though, because Bloodborne 2 is a little bit of a safe bet for a lot of people. What would really blow my mind as a 
straight off the cuff like who the hell would have expected it really and i have a small bit in my mind where i think they may come back to it but i really think if they announce a sly cooper reboot or even sly five i what would if that's what blue point's working on boy i don't think so at all at all that i mean would be, seriously yeah I would be um, let down in a way because it's not Metal Gear Solid 3 or Demon's Souls like people are thinking. Or Metal so, Gear Solid. Not yeah, I must say because a lot of people were talking about Metal Gear Solid. Now, I think yeah. Demon's Souls would be cool, but I feel like Metal Gear Solid would be way more involved. Oh, and they're acting yeah. like this is a really big deal and really involved. And they so, got Hater back for Snake on Smash Brothers, so they'll probably get Hater back for that if possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the, the legal obligations work that way. but uh, you know. I don't know because it may have been a, con- a contractual thing for this many games by Kiefer. But also, it may be a character thing. That may be the loophole. Yeah, that, that why he's back in Smash. Yeah, so. so who knows? Well, go ahead and go back on with your question. Uh, oh, what I was saying was we can work question. in one of these LTB ones, but I read it, and it's actually one that we inadvertently answered uh, throughout the E3 stuff anyway. So LTB asked another E3 pass by, and it's time to rate it. Overall rating compared to past E3s, conference rankings, most excited game, most surprising game, most disappointing game. We pretty much answered actually all of this. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we didn't necessarily answer, and I think that this is actually a pretty cool one, is does this E3 make you excited for this? future absolutely and absolutely i mean uh now don't be wrong in some ways this e3 played a lot like really safe from a lot of perspectives but at the same time some people really went off the cusp and did some things that i wouldn't have thought like man elder scrolls being announced this early weird move yeah but did it hype me up yes it did that's true starfield finally being announced awesome i could not believe it uh resident evil 2 actually finally coming even though there were rumors forever seeing it was a release date with the new trailer yeah so a little janky in the sound department but a good trailer yeah exactly and i mean i'm saying if i'm exactly excited for the future so yeah i mean if you want to know the rest of that answer uh lcb i'm pretty sure you probably heard it in the episode but anybody else who's maybe just now joining and you're curious we do have an episode where we kind of go over e3 specifically it's like an e3 postmortem that we did you're more than welcome to check out uh let's see Brett, why did you delete general chat and discord by hakotu well hakotu um i have to say it's because you're it's your dropping to the hop uh <laughs> and you caused a rift in time I've come back to save something that I've not quite known what was going to go down in the original general chat that has now been saved. Yeah, that was one of the one out of the 14 million possibilities that could have happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what happened. Once you made an alter ego of me, you you destroyed the world. Yeah, so it's actually the save because you become dropped to the hop, we assume. Um, If not, then please reveal yourself before too long. And it's Inspector Saul. I think it's the same person. I think it's all one person. Okay. Well, we'll see. If it's because at first I thought Inspector, Inspector Saul, Saul was you, not me. Because I did. Because because there was another like no near plat Brett in there, and I that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody knows that, but yeah, I modded myself. <laughs> I knew I knew it was you because for a second I was like, did we legit just get a mod? I was like, nah, this has got to be Saul. But at the same time, I was like, I had to go check. I was like, is Liam messing with? Can Liam make people mods and he can't? So I was like, okay. Uh, so sorry about that, uh, and it has caused a big ruckus that has eventually gotten over where the general chat is now at the bottom instead of the very top, and I am sorry, I apologize. Discord needs to change the feature where you can rearrange the channels to whatever order you want. Um, can't do it on... Um, mobile, but you can do it on... Yeah. Does that change? not change it on mobile? Unless it's new, but at the time I did it, you could not change it. I was going to say, because I made go this call. Oh my gosh. Boy! I just fixed it. Saul a just fixed it. In time. Okay, well everybody, if you're on the Discord... Uh, you have to give Saul ultimate things. Uh, all right, next one up is, let's see here, Richard Rivero 
says, what game franchises do you think will make into a good card game? I feel like we answered this, or did I actually No, just no, no, we talked about it, how good the question it was. Yeah. It is a great question. Okay. Um, so I got two, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy. I would make a collectible card game in real life, not like a phone game. It would be cool if it had a counterpart, but I want to play Final Fantasy throughout the ages with cards and Kingdom Hearts throughout the ages with cards. Okay. Well, that's interesting, right? Cool because we've already seen a lot of a lot of games actually come back. Card games have come back big, right? You've had Hearthstone happen, which is World of Warcraft. Um, you've, you have the Elder Scrolls now with Elder Scrolls Legends. You've got The Witcher uh, with Gwent. You've got... Um, of course, you know, you've got the classics like Yu-Gi-Oh! and whatnot. Bloodborne has what is considered the card game that is very fun to me. Um, and I think that's cool. Uh, so I'm going to go, you know, Kingdom Hearts is a great answer. I'm actually surprised that there's not been Kingdom Hearts collectible cards, or at least not that I've seen. Very possible that that may have happened in Japan, but I doubt it. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to really think of something that might make it interesting. Because Uncharted even got a card game. Fight for Fortune on Vita. Well, yeah. Which is so weird, right? I think, wasn't that a free game? Yeah, I think. But my point being, is it's still a card game from, I a, think I, I think from I, a franchise you would have never expected a card game, right? Either I owned it for a while, or I was trying to install a demo, and I didn't have enough space on my 8-gigabyte Vita card. Oh, so yeah. Just, I'm trying to think, man. It's really hard, to because they have come back so strong. I'm trying to think of a, of a franchise that's, not re- that's really ripe for it, that's not been dipped into. I think the Elder Scrolls was smart. I've not played Legends, but I think that it makes sense to try and... For, uh, try and Forge that idea over into a uh, card game. Man, really, I'm almost, I have to think I have to pass on this because I can't really think of one. I'm going to go with Kingdom Hearts 2, and I think Final Fantasy is a good one because you'd have ages of Final Fantasy to go through. And it's already a turn based game in a weird way. So, so you could work out mechanics that work with it. I think that's a, that's a pretty good answer. I'm going to stick with Saul on that one. Okay, let's see here. How do I find myself? Says Richard. Richard, let us know when you do cause, and give me tips on how to find myself. <laughs> really? I, I want to know if that's supposed to be like a real deep introspective question. Um, if it is, I have no answers to the it. The smart-ass answer is that you uh, look for a mirror to confirm that you are there. And if you're not, you are a vampire. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I hate to break it to you, Richard. Yeah. It's a problem, but it's uh, it's kind of how you learn things. So, you know, comes with the territory. Um if you haven't found yourself and this is a serious reach out for help, I'm not joking. I don't know how to find yourself and it might be worth getting therapy. Reach us out personally if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no joke. I'm serious. If you, if any of you ever need to talk about something, we are more than welcome. DM us on the Twitter, yep. discords. We got all them things. Facebook now. All right. Let's that. see. There is one more. Uh, let's see. Facebook okay. Question. Yeah. One more Facebook question to work into here. Mr. Josh Shoop asks, and this is piggybacking off of one of our episodes a few weeks back which is um five games that define who we are uh which is a great question and i really had fun with that episode this one is five albums that define who you are oh no i can't answer that question and man a this is all this is like the 20 with me last night right whenever i was going to do my top 20 i was like okay this can't be something i spent a lot of time on this has to be gut answers right so i'm gonna say slipknot iowa um If Only You Were Lonely by Hawthorne Heights, Run Wild Young Beauty by Hotel Books, Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Damn it. Yeah, that's a really good one. I'm going to switch it up just a little bit then. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hybrid Theory popped in my head, but I have a second. I have a runner up. And I'm, okay. And this is the one I'm getting, I'm thinking about it too much now and it's starting to get me. Can't do that. Oh, yeah. Off the cuff. 
Off the cuff. Okay, hold up, hold up. The Autumn Effect by 10 Years. Bam. Yeah, that's a good one. That's in that hybrid theory timeline, too. There we go. So for me, uh, going off hybrid theory, because that was going to be one of mine, and it still is, but to follow up with that, uh, Meteora is my second favorite uh, Linkin Park album, uh, which is a fantastic album. We have Homesick from A Day to Remember. Great album. I should have known that one. Yeah, I'll say that's been with me since they came out, and I've always listened to that uh, in rough times, and it's always helped. Uh, we get Downtown Battle Mountain from Dance Gavin Dance. Should have known that Mothership one Mothership well. from Dance Gavin Dance. By the way, listen to that. A lot better than the new album. What? Mothership. I, I like it a lot oh. more than the new album. It's yeah, still not perfect, still and I'm skipping album. songs, but it's far more Tillian heavy uh, than, the, or Tillian, yeah, than the new album is. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. Uh, There's a lot less of the John Mess that I don't really care for. No, I, 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 yeah, but the first I, I song I had to skip was the Flossy Dicky Bounce or whatever. Yeah, Flossy Dicky Bounce or, uh, or Bounce. Not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, I listened to about forty-five seconds. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, can't do it anymore." And I just had to change it. And then uh, my third and final, or third and final, <laughs> fifth and final one was going to be probably um, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" from Oh, Blink. dude, yeah, Blink. Okay, good one. I, I actually, you know what? I'm really surprised. But the thing about Blink is, is that they've got a bunch of great albums. But realistically, the best way, like to me, they don't have any one album that I can listen to from start to finish and go, "Holy crap, best album ever." I agree. I think the closest would probably be either "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" That's, or "Intimate yeah. of the State." Intimate of the State is a really, it's good, really good one good. too. It's it's actually the second best uh, Blink album. I prefer to do like, and, and you know, that goes against me in a lot of ways, but I really prefer the idea of kind of making your own greatest hits with them and just making it a, it's funny. You can actually make a pretty real, like a pretty good album out of that. So. Well, that's all I was telling uh, me and Corey and Blaze talking about that the other day. I said the Antennas of Hell from Slipknot is my favorite album. And they looked at me funny like, it's greatest hits. I'm like, yeah, it's because all of their songs on that greatest hits is good. No other greatest hits album ever by any band has ever been that good to me. Like it's nailed all of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, and I get that it's greatest hits album, but I guess the argument would be it's that... It's not a real album? Well, there's that, but I also think the argument specifically with Slipknot is that up until All Hope is Gone, I have a really hard time every Slipknot album, and I even agree with All Hope is Gone, even though it's their weakest, it's still a super strong album, and I like every single song on the album, and I like listening to the album as an album, including uh, yeah, Point Five, The Great Chapter. I love that album. I understand album. that. And it's funny, because you know, they're talking about coming back with their new album, that it's going to be like Iowa, which is super, you know, it's it's hard to imagine them going that heavy again, right? But there's little nuggets of Iowa-sounding things on the new album that gives me just enough hope to know that they can do it if they're really, really, like, if that's what they're going to say, I'm going to trust them until they just disappoint me, and I hope they don't. But I'm telling you, man, every Slipknot album, even even All Hope is Gone, Volume 3 is amazing. Self-titled, amazing, and super important, and super impactful to music as a whole. Uh, Iowa, man, is just a dark, festering pit of craziness that I love, and it's such a crazy album. I mean, ugh. It's when you watch them record that it's crazy, but yeah, enough about music. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we have a good four to five part question from El Chibib over here. He says, "With the success of MCU, what do you think about movies in general?" I, I love movies, not as much as I used to though. Um, oh, he says, "What do you think about the movies in general?" So, what do you think specifically about oh, yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe? They're really hit or miss. Like there is I agree. three from that entirety of that of the last ten years that I would rate, um, like, be, or say that are amazing. The rest are good movies, but just they're very forgettable after the first time I see them. I'm going to go a slightly different route there and say that 
There are a lot of the origin story movies that they have done that are not very good. Uh, it's not even the origin stories for me. It's the after, It's the the, the sequels. Sure, sure. And I Iron think Man two and three were garbage. Iron Man two, okay. Iron Man three, even worse. Uh, Iron Man one, I watched it the other day. Still surprisingly solid. Oh no, Actually yeah, a good Iron movie. Man one is fantastic, um, and I really I liked it a lot whenever it came out. Iron Man two, you know, I was hyped on it, but at the same time, like looking back on it, it really is not that great of a movie. Um, but man, Captain America, the first one is so bad to me. Everything oh, yeah. about it is bad. Thor, the second one is also bad. Good. Thor, no, Thor one and two are bad. Okay, now I want to say this: I have not watched two, and I've not watched World. Ragnarok, and yeah, that's Ragnarok because of the fact good. that the first one I did not like so much. I had the same stance on Captain America, and because I don't think that Captain America is a very good hero in the general scheme of the idea of a hero. To be honest, he's just—I don't know. It's like patriotism man but kind of he's supposed to be like the Mar- now i like the way they do him in the movies better he looks less like i just ripped i, I put a flag on and you know yeah because that's what he was in the movie that's what he was meant to be along his story in the first one too it was it was kind of man but i will say uh the first movie gave me the same feeling where i was like i can't i don't want to spend any more time watching this i i mean like and you forget it like three days later yeah sure but i mean i was done watching it and i was like i will not watch whatever sequel this is and until randomly i was at my wife's house or my wife's uh, father's house and father-in-law i should say uh and what came in what we were doing and it was like maybe 30 minutes into the movie and i ended up just kind of watching because i was there and i was extremely Soldier, surprised right? yes yeah, that's how good, good it ended up being so. yeah that's 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 one of those good sequels because iron man 2 and 3 were bad thor uh Two was really bad. The Ragnarok was pretty funny, sure. and pretty good. But yeah, uh, as a general happenstance with those, not really. Uh, and I, I'm I, I'm in and out of them, right? But, so I don't want to be too hard on all of them. I actually thought Guardians of the Galaxy was fantastic, and actually surprised me at how fantastic it was. Guardians of the Galaxy Two was also awesome. Um, the newest and the newest uh, oh, Avengers yeah, was actually Guardians. good. I did not yeah. like the first Spider-Man Avengers. Spider Man Homecoming was pretty decent, and uh, I watched very little of the second Avengers. I didn't care for it. Um, I didn't even finish it. I actually bit. thought Spider Man Homecoming was surprisingly good, and this is coming from someone who didn't think that the Amazing series was straight awful i thought there yeah, was a lot of I, redeemable I liked, qualities yeah, I like, of it i like the amazing series um, which i know is going to invalidate the second one had a opinions. lot of problems to be honest i mean i will oh, say yeah. but it was a beautiful experience right i'll say this watching it it's filmed gorgeously yep. none of the shit going on makes any sense no nope. but it's filmed gorgeously and there's a lot of really cool cinematic things that they did to make it a cool experience during the fight with electro whenever all the music's going on when he's hitting the towers i was like this is a cool experience like when you're watching it it feels cool i don't think that jamie uh, uh jamie fox was the right casting Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. I don't think Jamie Foxx is the right casting uh, for him uh, personally. I think, I, just, I think his script was all bad, too. Like, I think he was written poorly was really as bad. a character. Yeah, and they didn't they spent they they had the same problem as other movies where they tried shoving way too many people into one movie yep. uh but then the other problem is spider-man's really good I, I i actually love him and some people hate him but i thought he was actually a, uh, i'll say as a spider-man sure but i mean he was a much better peter when he had to take on the specifically the peter persona than uh toby mcguire was right toby mcguire just he was a very flat peter parker he had no personality i still love those three movies like, i do even too three. and there's things in one that have moments and actually three is where i like him the most because he finally gets a personality yeah. it's a stupid one realistically but it's hilarious and i thought it was well paced in the movie because the movie without that scene i think that movie would have been really bad the the that helped with like 
add a little bit of funniness to it and it changed the pacing up. I thought it was really funny. Um, and of course it set the stage, but Venom was just so poorly done and poor Topher Grace. That's I know what, he was just trying to get a, a movie career under his belt, but I'm curious about ugh. a new Venom movie and seeing how that is going to do. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of Tom Hardy like everybody else is, but I think it's interesting that they chose him. And so far it actually looks really good. So the second part of that is that do you think any developer would be able to achieve that nowadays? So the first part of that, though, I do want to say, because I think there's something interesting to say. He says any history of video game replicas. So specifically replicating the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And no, that has not happened yet. But what I will say is that it got very close to trying to happen just for it to fall apart because of a lot of different things. Uh, Originally, uh, I read that question completely different. I thought he meant like video game replicas. Like replicas no no, no no yeah, he's talking specifically about mcq because i was like yeah i got um, the majora's mask in on my wall yeah. it's made out of wood so you know the thing about that is is that whenever um wb or warner brothers montreal um were doing the origins series of the arkham uh, so arkham origins whenever that was going on uh the original plan was to do that series and then they had another developer i think do uh arkham origins blackgate both of those games had endings that tied directly into the idea of a suicide squad which would have extended out into a multi basically it would have really been the closest rival you can get to what the mcu is trying to achieve which is multiple heroes coming together and doing things uh and ultimately trying to achieve something along the lines of a cinematic universe now that being said that didn't end up panning out uh they the game was apparently canceled uh through some problems um and we still don't quite know what montreal's working on whether it be a new batman arkham game or not um but hopefully not a superman game now where i feel like it's going well that's montreal right but montreal and we still also don't know what um rocksteady's working yeah, on yeah so when we're name. when we're going through that that leads me to believe that let's just say right that rocksteady is making a superman game as, as much as i don't personally want that to be true uh let's say they're working on a, a superman game right so we get superman we've got batman under our belt right they could be someone Montreal could be making. Let's just throw one out there. Um, Montreal could be making a flash game. Right. Right. And I actually don't think a flash game would be that bad. It would be figuring out exactly how it works. But DCUO has already shown that you can make the speed mechanic work in gameplay. Um, for at least for traversal's sake. Now, how you work that into combos would be interesting to see. Um, but with that said, I think that, DC actually would be able to do something close to that, or they've already laid the groundwork for it. You may be seeing something like that forming with Spider-Man, even though currently it sounds like Marvel's not interested in trying to make a universe. They just want to make individual good games so they get a good they get a good reputation under their belt uh, for the gaming. Because you know, for the longest time, everybody was like, "Oh, this Thor game is awful. Oh, the Spider-Man game is a, a quick cash grab." Yeah, uh, and so of course they've got they've got room to make up. Um, all of their, you know... He does say, uh, what developers do you think would do this, if any? So, actually, I, I pretty much said it. I think Rocksteady really would be involved in whatever developer would be in that. Well, what, okay, well, let's change um, it a little bit then. What? Who would you want to do a game like this? Rocksteady still being a steady answer? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I mean, I, absolutely. Rocksteady is one of the answers. I think that if I was given complete control and it, uh, and we could continue doing things, because, of course, 
uh, by nature, this would mean that there'd have to be exclusivity uh, to them, which is we're already seeing with Spider-Man, even though Insomniac is not owned by Sony. But with that said, I think Insomniac's a great answer to it. We said, we know that they have the ability to make games that replicate movies in a visual feel. Uh, when you're looking at it, we were watching a thing earlier about Spider-Man and talked about uh, how Ratchet and Clank looks so good yeah. and it looks so much because they were trying to replicate the movie that came out along with it so we know that Insomniac are capable of it we're seeing it now with Spider-Man as well uh, in a more realistic sense but I think um, somewhere if I had to say I, th- I would say the super group of who to pull together from at least a three developer standpoint I think Insomniac's actually a great answer I think Sucker Punch is a great answer yeah, I was gonna and say I Punch think that cool. Rocksteady I think that those are the three that you use early on to get your first three games out there Yeah, right so let's just say Insomniac's working on Spider-Man. Let's say Rocksteady, for some reason, is moving away from WB, right? Let's just say they're going to be going towards Marvel. Um, I don't know what character I would want them to make necessarily, but let's just say Rocksteady makes a, a Marvel game, right? Okay, great. Then you let Sucker Punch, you know, this is assuming that Ghost didn't exist and they were able to come in and do this, or even after Ghost, because there's no, there's no saying this has to be yearly by any standard. And we don't know how far along Ghost uh, is, um, Ghost of Tsushima, to be specific. Uh, but, you know, this is all hypothetical. Call so I, I think that those would be the three starting points, right? I think that, that would be where you really go off of. But the reason that I don't, I think I'd rather it be DCU-based than Marvel uh, and why Insomniac is kind of hard in that. But, again, we're just saying wishful. I think going towards the DC route would be smarter because you've already got Batman under your belt. And I think that uh, anything, if I think that Marvel's smart not to uh, try and shoehorn a, a gaming universe in because it's automatically going to be compared and to their movie universe. And what's going to happen there is that it's going to be hard to get new ideas and fresh ideas that don't feel like you've already done them or approached them on the on the cinematic side. Yeah. I, and see, or I, that you would end up risking making games of all the same characters and then they go, well, why are we making games of all the movies? Right, and then so, it becomes a licensing cash grab thing kind of again. Yeah, or, what, or at least it feels like it. That doesn't mean because yeah. there, there is an Avengers game being made. Which I think is very yeah, weird. Yeah, that, 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 that was his last, his last question is, do you have any Avengers game assignment? Not really nope. yet. Like, uh, not, and that's, yeah. I mean, honestly, after the movie, the, the most recent movie, a little more than I did, but still not just a massive amount. So Yeah, I, I will be excited once I see footage and depending on how the game plays. But we have two more pretty long red questions. We'll keep the tradition of asking or answering Corey's question last since it's almost uh, similar to Josh Shoup's question. Uh, but we have yeah. Gideon who wants to know, might the PlayStation brand, Sony, and the community be better served if PlayStation dropped out of the hardware market to become more of a Bethesda or an EA? When I first thought this, I laughed it off as being ridiculous because I am a self-professed Sony pony. I absolutely adore the PlayStation brand and their games, in my opinion, are second to none. I am, however, constantly disappointed and frustrated with the decision Sony makes with the PlayStation hardware and the services, or lack of services they provide. Good question, because I've never had thought about this. I have, right? And, and part of why I've thought about this is not because I want it to happen and not that I think it will happen or anything. I just thought about it because there was a point in time where prior to the Switch um, and with the Wii U, really early on in the Wii U when we saw that it was doing bad, I really had a feeling that Nintendo were going to go the Sega route and drop being Consoles a console, hardware. which, I mean, seems so insane. Not even just from the fact that in this day and age we know that Switch is a huge success, but it just sounds insane because Nintendo were are directly involved with the revitalization of the gaming market after the collapse. Right. Uh, so when you think about it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that they would not have some kind of foot, but at the same time, I know when Sega was dropping out, it seemed crazy to think that Sega would not have a foot yeah. moving forward. So. You know, when when push comes to su- shove, you got to do what you got to do. And I do think that Excuse Nintendo me. would have 
played it off better than Sega have done so far in in terms of switching from the role of a hardware producer to just a publisher. Uh, now, that being said, I've thought about that in every role, right? I've thought about what if Xbox did the same thing? Would Xbox be better or worse for it? And I think that there's an argument on both sides for Xbox, and I think that even Xbox themselves are showing that they're not necessarily married to the idea of being a console. Yeah. The that way. they are okay with the idea of going off and being a platform on a console, like Steam would be on PC, or just being a publisher and kind of reaping what would happen there, and they could still do things like EA is doing with uh, the EA, whatever Early it's called, uh, Origins or whatever. I mean, where, yeah. And, um, well, that, yeah. And then that's what Xbox Games Pass would be if Xbox went and decided to do a, publisher, a publishing role instead of a manufacturing role. But that said... I think that Sony and Nintendo are both the ones that I was like, they're very different in the way they've done it because neither of them have shown anything that would look like, oh, these are examples of things working out better from a publishing standpoint. Uh, some of that ended up happening with Nintendo because I do think that Nintendo going their Amiibo route and making tons of money off of Amiibos when they definitely early days when they were a very short supply, they made a lot of money. Uh, and I think that's something that, uh, you know, that you would have traditionally, I mean, of course it does make sense for them as a console manufacturer. It's not necessarily something you would expect from Sony. Definitely after Sony's tried a lot of odd things that have failed. Um, so I think that that would seem like something like, oh, yeah, that's something Activision or THQ would have done back when THQ was around. Yeah. And now I guess they're back now, but they're not really the same. Uh, so that said, I mean, I get where you're going, but here's a here's where it really comes down to. Sony... And they, Okay, so and I, was the question, is it better for Sony or is it better for everyone? No, he just said... Um, uh, in the community. Yeah. So he's saying, would the brand and the community be better off? Uh, so my my rough answer is n- no, and I'm curious what your rough answer is. No, yeah, it, it, I would say no. I do think that the, in terms of peripherals and stuff, uh, they almost always seem to have like a 50% failure rate, like where they come out with a, 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 a certain kind of Because iToy was actually kind of a success. It was, but at the for, same time, for the for the scale of what you would have expected yeah, from it, yeah. the uh, amount of money and, and work they put into it versus what it came back to, people people loved it, and it had, there was some reverence behind just, it. PlayStation yeah, Move never got that yeah, same like, reverence. The mo- Move was uh, an abysmal failure, and the Wonder Book, like which Connect. was a peripheral of a peripheral, yeah. which was awful. Yeah, uh, man, that I forgot about that, that was a complete <laughs> failure. Uh, um, but yeah, PlayStation Move. I mean, it's showing that it's working really well with VR, which is good. Or it's working uh, well enough because it's it's very data technology that good on them that they were able to repurpose it. Yes. Yeah. So what they've done is say. they've taken a failure and turned it into a mild success. Yeah. And uh, I mean the the VR move- has been a success generally. It's done better than Move. It's done better than yeah. everything else. Sony have continued to support it more than they've continued to support any of their other weird ideas like that. So yeah, and I'm curious to see where they're going to go in directions in terms of upgrading their VR headsets and such because as of now, uh, especially with the news about the new. Um, not Ryzen. What is it? Uh, the new AMD chips in the PS5. The Navi or whatever? Navi, yeah. It's going to be quite the force to be reckoned with. So, I mean, going a little more into that, though, you know, he goes into some examples. And not 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 sheer example, I guess, but he goes into specific things. So, his, his problems is that he's frustrated with Sony. Uh, what they do from a hardware perspective, which I'm a little more confused on because I don't think Sony have necessarily done anything wrong hardware-wise unless I think lack of hardware. The peripherals and stuff to go with and, hardware. And maybe. And maybe that's what he means. It's hard to say exactly what you mean by hardware because on a console side, I think Sony's done pretty well. I mean, PS3 could be argued, but uh, I mean, PS3 was also a great console for a number of reasons. Now, whether the hardware was because of that, no, I mean, realistically not. It was more Sony's mindset that they had to change to get back on top. Um, 
but I think arguably the PlayStation 4 and even the Pro by uh, extension have been great for what they are from a hardware side and what the price they bring and what things they do uh, from a feature standpoint on the hardware side of like the features that would be brought to you by a hardware addition, like the right. streaming chip and stuff like that being put in. Now, the services or lack thereof, as he says, um, I think that there's a lot to be said about that because that could come into uh, the fact that they don't want to let the Origins, um, the EA Origins platform onto it so you can play games early like uh, Xbox did. They don't have anything that's similar to the Games Pass, uh, which is not surprising, Con- I mean, to be honest. Uh, PS Now is... Well, PS Now may be, from what we're seeing, may be shaping up to become that, but right, right now we have it's, no real proof. It's, it's all streaming. And um, I will say... I, I, well, and also it's just, I mean, it's not really the same thing. It's It's... Definitely, when it first came out, it was across multiple devices. It was on; you could do it on a TV. Now they've whittled that down. They've even taken Vita out of PS Now. Yeah, um, and I, I think, in my opinion, that PS Plus isn't a huge success. Like I know it is, but I don't like PS Plus because it's not the potential it could be. Here's the thing: I don't think PS Now will double down to be what Games Pass is because uh, Sony would be doing a lot of problems going the exact Game Pass route of day and date and whatnot because then people could play on PC. And what I say all the time is, you know, when you're thinking about it from a, you're just ruining everyone's day over there. I mean, I'm putting <laughs> it in, in pretty much the order in which is most popular. Uh, anyway, actually, I um, fix that real quick. You know, you think about that, and Sony's biggest thing is always business moves, right? And business moves that make sense for them to keep floating on as a business, and that's very important because you can't say, well, they have to be consumer friendly. Well, yeah, to an extent, they need to be consumer friendly, but they also need to worry about themselves because up until this generation, uh, and it's only been a few years now that Sony have been in the black, uh, and that's a very important thing to say because you got to think about a company that operated in the red for years. And now, in case you don't know what that means, I mean they opt- they operated at a loss they for sold, years yeah, and years and they years. Every console they sold was a loss to them. And well, I mean more than that. I mean that's definitely part of it. But as an entire company, Sony, not even just PlayStation, oh, no, yeah, no, I know. Sony operated TVs, at a loss. Every yeah. year they, they lost money. They were very close to bankruptcy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, what they ended up having to do, uh, and it's, we saw them sell off their Vio branch. We saw them sell off a ton of branch. They only kept the things that were most profitable to them. Does Sony um, not own Vio anymore? Nope. Who does? I, I don't know. I think oh. I think Vio may even be its own thing now. But somebody bought it. Did My not point being, know that. Uh, they don't own it anymore, and they almost they're definitely slowed down in the phone thing. They are they've stayed in the places that really matter to them, but even then they've definitely relied way more on PlayStation branch. So when PlayStation makes these these decisions, they are entirely in the vein of not only what's good for PlayStation, what is good for Sony, and that's important because PlayStation is Sony right now, and that's very. I mean, yeah, there's TVs and stuff, but the TV the TV thing is also pony back or whatever pony backed, uh, but it, it's. It's definitely on the back of PlayStation because they are going to sell a good number of TVs for PlayStation. Now, of course, TVs are way outside of gaming as well. People buy TVs for just being cinephiles or for watching TV. Um, But Sony's also a high-profile TV manufacturer, so they sell to people who are going to be gamers and cinephiles specifically, not just your average consumer. So they are going to get a lot of sales in their TV market because of the gaming. Um, And the more that they can try and interconnect all their stuff, like, you know, my TV will read the camera that we film with as soon as I plug it in. That's cool. Um... But when Sony does this, they have to think of everything as one full Sony business decision, not just PlayStation. The PlayStation brand is part of that, yes, but they view it as their saving grace currently, and they're using that uh, to keep themselves in the black, and it's doing well for them, and letting them try and get on their feet in every other branch if their other branches aren't back on their feet specifically. It's been a little while since I've looked at the numbers. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do think that 
we would actually lose Sony in a lot of ways if we did not have PlayStation and if they dropped down because they are making money on the consoles. You know, this generation saw the switch of making money per console sold. I know. Uh, they, they're making money on every console now, which is the first time. Now, that's true of Xbox as well, but PlayStation's selling so much better that it's, it's meaning more for them. They sold VR at a profit, very small, but profit nonetheless at launch. Uh, and we're seeing them make money from all these different, you know, from hardware, I mean, from software sales, uh, which are doing great for them. Uh, they were not the de facto hardware sell in the uh, PS3 360 gen, at least for the longest time. Definitely not America. That did eventually Which is crazy. Change. In the long run, they kind of were. Because yeah, the PS2 uh, still kept also on the Xbox Yeah, 360, yeah, but you you know, you're talking from a console to console thing. So, no, but yeah. I mean, I, you you are right. The, the PS2 went for a long time. So, um, when you yeah. think about that, though, I I don't think it's smart for Sony to go away because if Sony would have done that or we're doing that now, we may not be getting any of the games that we're getting. We wouldn't get near as because the thing is. Sony make the games they make because they are trying to make a statement so that you'll want to buy their console. That's part of the that's part of the loop. If Sony did, were only publishers and they were going out on every console, now they are suddenly trying to do what makes the most sense from a majority consumer standpoint. Now they stand in both roles currently because they are majority consumers right now. Most people have a PlayStation Four, um, but. The other side of that is that you can argue that most people have a PlayStation 4 because of the exclusive they've built. Uh, whereas it's harder to do that if you're like, well, what if the Xbox people don't tend to do very well. So this game's going to be on Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Xbox people don't tend to do very well with Japanese-centric games. So we don't want to go too Japanese. Otherwise, we risk alienating a big chunk of potential sales. And it would just get to a point where I think that you would lose some of the magic that Sony has currently, and you wouldn't get games like Ghosts. Uh, and you wouldn't, you'd probably get a game like God of War on Honestly, um, but you definitely wouldn't get things like Detroit. I don't think. Uh, I don't think you'd get things like Until Dawn, which are these small sleeper hits that get backing. Um, it, it's hard to say. You know, you wouldn't get things like Little Big Planet. Most likely, uh, Dreams, even if it comes out to be, a, you know, a, a failure, an objective failure, regardless. And I don't know that it will. Uh, but you wouldn't get the game. Uh, and Sony are the people that are kind of driving that. Uh, and I think that that's important to say. Now, indies are taking up some of that for them. But Saul, do you have anything else you want to add? Because uh, it was a really interesting question, and yeah. I just actually had a lot I, of thoughts. I think that some true criticism can come from PS Plus. Uh, I think that the price increase, it's it's not worth it that from what we got. And even last week, and like um, like three weeks prior to that, there's been two outages, and it's just like you open the first thing you do when you have an outage is just I at least I do I go to the PS4 subreddit, sort by new, and there's. 15 posts right there saying, can anybody connect to PS4? And then there's a sticky saying outage. Which like, is really interesting because I never have outages. See, I always but have outages. And it's, it's and a lot of the times it's on Wednesdays, Wednesday mornings for some reason. Sure. Uh, every now and then it's Tuesday, and I figure maybe they're fixing the store or something, and it makes sense. <sighs> um, I think that they need to add more services because most of the time. Well, servers. Your... Services. No, they need to add more what PS Plus is like. PS Plus oh, just to play to, online to, to justify get... the price yes. increase. Yeah, there should be something. Well, I think else some there. of what they've done with that is that they have gotten since the price increase, they have gotten a lot better games. That's true. Uh, uh, at least on the PS4 side. Yeah, I think that's really important Absolver, to say. This month is a steal. Yeah, I mean, anybody. getting Call of Duty uh, three, but Call of Duty Black Ops three, great move. Th for yeah, them. that was an E3 thing, but yeah, that is a PS Plus. Deal. But it was still PS Plus, and it was no, completely yeah. extra. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the other it was, thing. It was, it was, and it, I think you can still get it till the eleventh, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a full month from when it posted. So I mean, I think that you have, yeah, you can. Still I, get Black I think Ops that 3. the games are doing well. The the fact that they put Beyond on there, they're doing Heavy Rain now, they're doing Absolver, they're putting more first party games that people want to see on yeah. there. They did Bloodborne, they did Ratchet and Clank. I think that they've done a lot in the. 
Uh, they did Mad Max. I mean, they've done more third-party uh, AAA games they than they were to, doing. Yeah, they need so. to fix the servers and constant downs that they keep getting I, yeah, two to I, three times a month. And I could see that. I mean, and that's a very good, arguable point. But I think from the other thing, uh, I think the other thing is probably very likely what we've already talked about, which is crossplay or the lack thereof. Uh, and I still think that there's a lot of arguments about crossplay, and it's just too multi-layered to be the black and white of Sony has to do it or Sony doesn't have to do it uh, to survive. Because I think that there's a lot of ways that if they do it, they hurt themselves in the long run while helping themselves in other aspects in the long run. But if they don't do it, they hurt themselves in one aspect yeah, by helping yeah, themselves in another. It's so, just there's yeah. far too many layers to it, and I, I don't think it's I, – I guess I would say that it's not wise to just jump on a company and say, you need to do this because – and if we're you also care about the company, yeah, yeah, and we're not, we're and not. But I think advisors. that it's very obvious that if you are a fan of a company and they're doing moves that obviously make sense when you really think about it from a from a uh, from a business perspective and elongating their own life as a business, then it's hard to argue that they should just do something quick without going through the processes of how it will affect them in the future or versus how it will affect them currently. And, and vote with your wallet. Like yeah, and that's the other thing. I mean, stop, if you want like, to do something, then you let, do it. Let PS Plus expire and don't pay it. Like, which is hard to do. It's you know everybody does. It's hard to vote with your wallet because you don't want to miss out on something that you love just because you wish that they would change it, their it, practices. It depends, and I understand that. It depends on circumstances too. Like uh, Battlefront Two, I think was a good example of uh, the sales that it's lost compared to the first one is massive because of loot boxes, and then they finally changed Ultimately it not massive, but a million copies is a million copies. That's a, that's so, a massive amount of people, though. That's yeah, a good I, I mean, it is. It is, and uh, I'll say, but, you know, the game still sold more than they expected. I'm guaranteed. I, I know that with what they – or not more than they expected, I should say. Right. But it sold uh, it sold enough to cover the cost of the game yeah. and, and then some. So, yeah, I mean, so they made profit on it. It's just – it was it wasn't – Of course, no business wants to put a cap on what your profit could be. Yeah. So, understandable. Last question of the month of June. We have Corey – crash he says the time has finally come you have mastered every gym gained all the badges captured every single pokemon weird question for a playstation podcast my boy uh you you are hey, this are, is just reader mail no, man. i know <laughs> you are well on your way to becoming a pokemon master you're about to begin your trek up victory road and face the elite four you, oh let me see here I lost track of where i'm talking about you decide to make one final quick scroll through your pokedex and ensure that you have a perfect party in place and you notice a small icon that you have never noticed before. You discover that the Pokedex can also play music and has a vast library beyond your wildest dreams. Brett and Saul, what album or artist would you listen to to prepare yourself for a fierce battle ahead of you? <laughs> P.S. Brett can't use hotel books because your obsession with them is becoming borderline unhealthy. Love, Crash. Love you too, my boy. I love you too, but that's not fair. It's very fair. So, for me... It's actually not going to be in any of the top five albums I listed because, in my mind, I'm going to get pumped up. That's what I'm going to be listening uh, to this album slash band for. And that is going to be Kill Switch Engage. And that's probably going to be the end of a heartache in terms of an album. Oh, yeah, man. If you're really trying to just get it. Yeah. That, that, that'll that get you pumped up real quick. So what is it? We're going to listen to the whole album the whole time that we're climbing victory? Road, yeah. Just going through just the caves? one album. Ra- wrecking people's shop? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's a good question. What album gets me hyped? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, uh, like End of a Heartache does it for me. Like, there's if I if you I, know, I, I like to get a good cry on. Not really. That's like I like music that's very sad. I don't actually cry. It's very odd. It's, it's therapeutic to me. I use music in that sense where it's sad, and for some reason, it makes me not sad. It gives me like a weird pit in my stomach that I like. Brett's a soy boy. <laughs> I'm not a soy boy. I just uh, I guess I like to remind myself that I'm human and have emotion. Um, man. I am trying to think of what would hype me, hype me, because, you know, you try to think of those albums that you're like, holy hell, every song is a banger. 
Uh, and I mean that, you know, I, I try and really think of. This is going to sound wild, right? But I'm thinking of an album that just like the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm just like, Ugh! and as much as I want to say Slipknot self-titled, because I do think that there's a lot to be said about how that, that album is just like bouncy and hype and gets you going. Um, this isn't that wild, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Hot dog flavored water. Chocolate starfish and a hot dog flavored water. Because what I want to say. That's a good one. Hold on. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll up to these people, right? No. And I'm going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. You're going to have a gravel using rollout? Yes. And I think a mill tank using rollout. Yeah, there you go. God. But no, I'm thinking of Full Nelson, you know? That's the song in my mind. It's like, I walk up to you and like, you can't knock them. You know? Yeah. That's where I'm at. So I think that that will be my album if I'm trying to be pumped the whole time i'm listening so, so end of like, a heartache and then chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water and i think a, i think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna join the ranks of the elite four my boy yeah we will definitely as long as i'm uh as, as long as i'm listening to uh, full nelson by the time i'm fighting the elite four i'll, be, I'll do fine yeah we'll be good so but thank you all for tuning in this has been another very fun reader belt episode uh don't forget that we have facebook twitter discord we, we're got we'll have all that stuff in the description below that i'll throw in there and um, go follow us on all that, and then be sure to keep a read out or look out for these questions because we don't care if you answer or ask us questions every week, every time you see them. Like I said earlier, uh, it just makes these episodes that much more fun. Yep, and we and, never forget about them. And of yep. course, if you want to send ridiculously long reader mail ones, send like us that, a Twitter DM. Those are very or, fun. Or email at trianglesquaredpodcast at gmail dot com. We'll also have that in the description below. Yep. So until the next. Tr proper episode so i guess 67 yeah we will see you this has been triangle squared thanks thank you guys